What defines a successful season for the Capitals next on this edition of Locked On Capitals? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. The NHL season is coming up here, and I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one. And we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Rasmus Sandin, who we know the Capitals picked up at the trade deadline, and he talked about coming to the Capitals as life-changing. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how the training camp roster has been released. We know that the rookie camp is in session, but they released the training camp roster that includes all the veteran players as well. Who made the list? We'll talk about that in uh, the show. But first of all, we will talk about what defines a successful season for the Capitals. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, of course, Dan, the answer to that question is winning a Stanley Cup. And of course, that would be a great thing. But is that necessarily something that is going to define a successful season for the Capitals? I don't think that is necessarily the case. I think that the Capitals making it to the playoffs is a must. Anything less is not a successful season as far as I'm concerned. Listen, this last year, they missed the playoffs for the first time Since 2014 and subsequently, Peter Laviolette, Brian McClellan, and the Capitals parted ways. Now it could be said, well, Peter Laviolette approached Brian McClellan and said he didn't want to be with his team anymore. Touche. I guess that is a bit true. But what we could say is the lack of success or the inability to make it to the playoffs hinged on that and played a huge role on why Peter Laviolette isn't here anymore. And what is the big thing? They didn't make it to the playoffs. And I know if you're listening to this podcast or watching it in a different market, you're thinking to yourself, man, this Capitals team is pretty spoiled. If they don't make it to the playoffs one year, they're going to sulk and, and, you know, pitch a fit. I mean, you're to a certain extent, you are correct. There is an, uh, an expectation in D.C. and the Capitals to make it to the playoffs. For the longest time, this team made it to the playoffs, period. They didn't win a Stanley Cup until 2018, but they usually made it to the playoffs. This was the first time since the Adam Oates era that they didn't make it to the playoffs. So it has been quite some time. 
So them making it to the playoffs would be one of the boxes I would check off and on a list that is, is this season successful? The next thing I'm going to talk about is Evgeny Kuznetsov. Yes, Evgeny Kuznetsov, the same guy that said, I wanted out of D.C., and listen, he's he's denied it, but Mike Vogel kind of said, you did say it, and he didn't really have anything uh, to say differently, that he wanted out of D.C. And I think the Capitals would be best served to be all in on Evgeny Kuznetsov. He was in the first round draft pick. And one of the things that we've heard about on this team for the longest time before Kuzi was here at the time, Nick Backstrom was the first line center is this team cannot find a really solid second line center. And then Evgeny Kuznetsov came and, you know, it's been a bit of a bumpy ride for Kuzi, all things considered. When Barry Trotz was here, he had him dialed in and he was playing pretty good. And then Peter Lavulette came. I think that there was ultimately a disconnect. Those two guys didn't see things in the same light. Could Spencer Carberry be the guy to reinvigorate Evgeny Kuznetsov? That would be a huge thing. Even if they don't win a Stanley Cup, that in and of itself would be a really big box to check to finally get Kuznetsov back that we all thought he was going to be. Let's remember before he was here, everyone's like, oh, this Kuznetsov guy, no one said his name the right way back then. This Kuznetsov guy, if he comes over here, it's going to be so great. And then he came here and he's had a couple so-so seasons and people are already saying, get him out of the door. One of the things that would bug me more than anything is if the Capitals did in fact trade him and he played very well somewhere else. The whole time we would be thinking it was the Capitals, it was the coach, it wasn't Kuznetsov. So let's be all in on Kuznetsov. Let's face it, we tried to trade him last summer to no success. So we need to be all in on his success. It's good for Kuznetsov and it's good for the Capitals. The next player, I think you know where I'm going here, is Anthony Mantha. And I don't like how people, you know, are saying disparaging things about him all season that he's this poor hockey player. Listen, he had a down season. Let's let's all agree on that. But he has put in the work in the offseason. Uh, and even last season, he hired that mental coach. He admitted that he was overthinking things. He admitted that, you know, being caught up in your own head, he was gripping the stick too tight and, you know, not getting that really great shot that he's known for. Let's face it, the Capitals were all in on Anthony Mantha at one point. They traded uh, uh, Jacob Verana. They uh, traded Richard Ponick and some draft picks out to Detroit to get him to come to the Capitals. So the Capitals were definitely all in on him at one point. And why were they in on him? His smooth skating, his big size, his great shot. I think that Spencer Carberry can be the guy to help Anthony Mantha find his way again. Is it going to be possible? I guess it remains to be seen. But if you take a look at Anthony Mantha, if he has a less than stellar season or, you know, let's just call it a successful season, it might not be that he doesn't have a future with the Capitals. He might not have a future in the NHL period. And I know some people could say, you know, he could go down to the AHL and work on his game. I think we're past that with Anthony Mantha. I think that in his head, he sees himself as an NHLer and he would have a real hard time going down to the AHL. Uh, you know, you talk to some players and, you know, contractually, I don't think it would work, but say, you know, in the future for him, say he was able to get a contract that lent itself to that. I, some of these players, they just, you know, they've been on playing pro hockey, NHL hockey for so long that them getting sent down to, to Hershey or whatever AHL affiliate would be too much of a blow to their ego that they would never find their way again. So 
pushing all the negativity aside, we need to be all in on Anthony Mantha because for what? He's under contract and a good Anthony Mantha is going to be a great Capitals team. And that is beneficial to Mantha, who is not only, you know, worrying about this year, he's worrying about coming years and his future in the NHL. And it's also good for the Capitals because that means a winning season and a winning product, right? So let's be all in on Anthony Mantha. That would be another box I would check. Another one, and this kind of ties in with success, even though, you know, it doesn't really have to do with team success. It has more to do with the health and condition of Nick Backstrom. Can Nick Backstrom return to his former glory? Uh, I mean, let's face it. He had that hip resurfacing procedure done. We all know why he had it done. If you're an everyday, I talk about it all the time on here because he couldn't play with his kids because he had a hard time skating. He had to have it done. We know that. We're moving on. He's had the hip resurfacing procedure can we get a Nick Backstrom that is going to help this team in its bid to win games, to make it to the playoffs? Because they're play- paying him a boatload of money if he's not like a first-line or second-line center. If he ends up being a third-line center, I'm going to go ahead and say that that is not successful. I'm not going to say it's not a successful capital season, but that is definitely not a success a successful thing for Backstrom and overall the Capitals because financially they're paying him a lot of money to be a third line center. Uh, So that is one of the big things to look for. Another thing to box to check here is Spencer Carberry. Can he be the one to finally help bring along some of the youth that's on this team that we've heard about for years, McMichael, you know, and some of them are newer, Iorio, and, you know, down the road, Andrew Cristal. I mean, not all these players are going to be ready this year, but could he bring along some of those players? Could at least be like a Connor McMichael? Uh, Could it be a Hendricks LaPierre at some point, a Beck Malenstein, uh, something like that? Because one of the feathers in Spencer Carberry's hat is he has familiarity with the Capitals organization. He coached uh, with the Stingrays, the Bears, the Capitals now. So he has that history. He's coached some of these players at lower levels. So that lends itself to thinking that he's going to have a rapport with some of those younger players. So a successful Spencer Carberry first season with the Capitals, that's a big check. That's a check plus, I guess you're going to say, or just a plus if you want to go back to school terms on it. That would be a big thing as well. Also, just in other than just that, a successful season. This is one of the biggest things for Alex Ovechkin as he continues his march and going after Wayne Gretzky. So um, in that whole thing, a successful Alex Ovechkin is a successful Capitals team because he is the Russian machine that never breaks. And as Alex Ovechkin goes, so goes the Capitals. Uh, Oftentimes when he is missing some time, they struggle a little bit because he is the heartbeat of the team. That is my real belief. So we need a healthy and engaged Alex Ovechkin. And not only that, we need him happy. And what's going to make Ovi happy is to continue to score more and more goals. I think he has it. He just turned 38 here on Sunday. Let's hope for continued success. And that for me is what defines a successful season, making it to the playoffs, getting Kuzi and Mantha back and Backstrom getting back to where he needs to be. And Alex Ovechkin and Spencer Carberry, you know, doing the things that they need to do to make this Capitals team successful. It's not a one thing that fits all. Would If there was a one thing, and it's a bit out there, then winning a Stanley Cup, of course, that supersedes everything. But I choose to have a more realistic goal. Let's face it, this team is in transition. I'm not going to say a rebuild. I'm going to, you know, just dub it a retool like everyone else. The big rebuild is going to happen 
three years from now when we're going to finally see Chris Dahl and Leonard and McMichael and all these guys that we've heard about uh, Suzdalev on this team. And it's going to be a totally different team. But for right now, this season, the 23-24 season, those are the things that are going to define a successful season for the Capitals. Can they do that? Time will tell. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about how the Capitals released their training camp roster, who's on there, and what is at stake. We'll talk about that coming up. Our next sponsor here is Jace Medical. Jace Medical is important. Why? Because you need certain certainties in life. There's a lot of things that you can't plan for. And health sometimes is one of those things that is hard to control. So if you can have a certainty in Jace Medical, that would be big. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Don't be caught unprepared in life. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy. So if you want one certainty, you need Jace Medical. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. Training camp is right around the corner and I've got you guys covered. So subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. So the training camp roster for the Capitals was released and it is lengthy. I would say go over to WashingtonCaps.com and look at it. You know, it's pretty much who you would expect it to be, but I don't want to waste this segment just rattling off a bunch of names. Uh, but suffice it to say, there is a lot at stake for the Capitals as we take a look at some players that are vying for, for bigger jobs. There's going to be players that are fighting for jobs. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds. Uh, like I talked about in the first segment, there are some storylines to follow. Backstrom, Kuznetsov, and Anthony Manta. The Capitals organization is going to be keeping a close eye on those players. If we remember, Brian McClellan was a little bit non-committal at uh, Nick Backstrom at the end of last season. Kind of has changed his tune a little bit more now that he said, you know, he's progressing in the right direction. If we take a look at what Nick Backstrom has done, he's done all the right things. Uh, he's been working out in the offseason. He's actually been playing hockey over in Sweden, so he's kept sharp. He says he feels great. So, that's a storyline to follow. And also Kuzi and Manta, like I talked about in the first segment, you better believe that the Capitals organization is going to be keeping their eye on him. But there are a lot of questions here about Backstrom and the status that he's at. The 34-year-old said a summer of training has really helped him out. So he is exactly not a young guy. Is he in really great shape? And will Spencer Carberry and Brian McClellan be able to offer some tough love to Nick Backstrom if he is not quite where he needs to be? Uh, that is the question. 
So taking a look at uh, Spencer Carberry, uh, it's going to be a lot on his shoulders. Can he be the guy to get Kuzi and Mantha to where they need to be? That is the question. Uh, the other big thing to take a look at uh, at the training camp roster is to keep an eye on Connor McMichael. He is on, on, on a mission to prove that he belongs on this Capitals roster in every year that he's on the team and he gets his opportunity, I'm pulling for him. And I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be the season for Connor McMichael. And, you know, these last couple of years, what it's been with Connor McMichael is he would come up, he'd get some playing time, you know, maybe he had a, a, an, an off game here or there, and then he would be a healthy scratch or they would put him on the fourth line at a, on the wing. This has got to be the season that they give Connor McMichael a long look at the center position. Anything less doesn't cut it for me. That is who he is, is a center. Of course, he's going to say, I'll play the wing. They don't really ask him those questions. But if they did, uh, he would play the wing because he's playing in the National Hockey League. The guy loves hockey, right? But where he is going to really take off is at the center position. And, you know, to the questions that a lot of people I know are going to ask me is, where is he going to fit? I'm not so sure. But if he plays so great the other centers for the capital should be worried, worried where they're going to fit in. Another person to consider is Beck Malenstein and Alexi Protus. Beck Malenstein fits that role of that big, tough guy on the team. I envision him being on the fourth line, um, and I envision him being on there. That is going to be his job on the fourth line, kind of tying it down, kind of that tough guy line. Um, and I think that uh, he is going to fit that role really well. You can never have enough tough guys on the team. And I'm not trying to just pigeonhole uh, Beck Malenstein as a tough guy, but he does bring a certain level of physicality. What we saw from him on the Capitals before he got injured last year, I liked. I've liked Beck Malenstein, what he's brought for the long time, the longest time here, but it seems that he's finally upped his game. This is the year for Connor McMichael. This is the year for Beck Malenstein. Also on that uh, list is a player to look at is Alexi Protus. And what do we know about Le Alexi is he played so well last year in camp that they couldn't send him down. Uh, no one envisioned, I don't think, Alexi Protus making, breaking camp and, and being on the Capitals. He just played that well. So after that, it was a bit more of a bumpy ride. You know, he had some great production and then he would dry up a little bit and then he'd get some great production. So if Alexi Protus is going to continue to have a job on the Capitals, he's going to have to bring that same compete level that he did last year. He's You can't live on former glory in the, uh, in the National Hockey League or any real professional sports. There are certain exceptions. You know, Alex Ovechkin could go a while without scoring goals and not be worried about his job being in jeopardy. But these other, most other players, unless you're in the category of like an Ovechkin or something like that, you need to play well on a consistent basis. So Alexi Protus you can't live on former glory. You can't say, hey, I had a good camp last year. You're going to need to bring it this year because there are a lot of guys down in Hershey, especially now that the Bears won a Calder Cup, that their resumes look a whole lot better than they did before. So he is really going to have to bring it. I don't really, you know, I'm not too worried about him, uh, but there are other players to look at for me. And I've really been banging the drum for this guy here for a while. And if you're an everyday, you know, that is Ivan Mirishnishenko. This is going to be the season for Ivan Mirishnishenko. Am I going to say he's going to break camp and be on the team on game one? 
I wouldn't count him out, but it is possible. But I do think that Miro is going to be on the big team, the Capitals, this season. Mark it down. And this team's going to look a lot different. How is he going to, to, to find his way into this lineup? Because he's going to play so well that the Capitals are going to have to look at weaknesses in the roster and say, hey, you're going to be a scratch tonight. That is my projection for uh, Ivan Mirshnyshenko is he is going to play so well that he won't be able to be denied. Listen, he's broke through every hurdle. This is just another hurdle for him. And, you know, just taking a look at what he's had in rookie camp, taking a look at the work he's put in in the summer, he's overcome a lot to get where he is right now. This will be the season for Ivan Mirishnyshenko. The other player, too, is Hendrix LaPierre. Uh, again, a bit of a bumpier ride for him last year, but he came up clutch in the Calder Cup, if you remember that. So he had kind of a, a rough, what was it, December, January. But then after that, he found his way again. Sometimes being a healthy scratch refocuses you. You know, there's one of two ways you can take that. You can sulk, or the other side of it is you can learn and improve. And I got to say, I'm really impressed with these young guys. Hendricks Lop here, Connor McMichael, you know, generally it is a stereotype of younger players that you kind of sulk and moan if you don't get your way. Quite the contrary with those two. Hendricks Lop here, Connor McMichael, two very mature guys, far more mature than their age would indicate. So great for them. Hendricks Lop here. I'm going to say that this isn't going to be your year yet for the Capitals. I'm not going to say that he's not going to get a bump up if someone's injured, but I don't think he's fully cooked yet. But Ivan Mirishnyshenko, I am seeing great things for him. But taking a look at Lop here, 30 points in 60 games in his rookie AHL season. Uh, it, on paper, it does appear that, uh, you know, this team is going to be pretty good. You know, defying odds of what a lot of people think this team is going to be. I think this Capitals team is going to be one to be reckoned with. So all the insiders, all the experts, if you've written down who you think is going to be you know, king of the Metro, you better have written it down in pencil and you better have a big eraser because I think you're going to need to erase some names out and get ready to sketch in the capitals. Yes, I'm that pumped. I think this team is going to be that good. The biggest thing that's going to hold them back is injury. But the difference between this year and last year is they have some of the youth in the wings. It's ready. They're not undercooked. They're not baby hens anymore. These are chickens that are ready to go. Um, a bad analogy there, but you know what I'm saying? These players that were maybe not so ready to go last year are ready to go this year. I'm talking about Connor McMichael. I'm talking about Ivan Mirishnyshenko, those kind of players. So it is going to be interesting uh, what this team has at, at training camp. This is going to be a great season for the Capitals. Mark it down. They just need to stay healthy. And that's kind of out of their control. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about how Rasmus Sandin said coming to the Capitals in a lot of ways was life-changing. What did he mean by that? We'll talk about that coming up. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And even if you're not that into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Commanders game. Let's face it, they're playing really well this year. And if you have a little bit of money on it, it makes watching the game that much more exciting. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit 
fanduel.com slash locked on and get and kick off the NFL season. That's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel, official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So one of the biggest moves that I can remember in quite some time was Rasmus Sandin at the trade deadline. And what do we remember about the trade deadline not too long ago is that the Capitals were sellers for the first time in quite some time. We know who they sent out there. We know that they, they sent Garnet Hathaway and Dmitry Orloff out to Boston. We got Craig Smith. We got some draft picks. And uh, what what we did what did we do with uh, the first round pick in Eric Gustafson? We sent that Toronto to get Rasmus Sandin, who is being revered as the number two defenseman in the Capitals organization. John Carlson, of course, is number one, but Rasmus Sandin is a young guy, and he is going to be the face of the Capitals blue line in the future. It is exciting to think about it, but he was talking about the moment. Uh, that he was dealt out to the Capitals. Kyle Dubas kind of pulled him aside back when he was still in charge in Toronto and told him he had been traded to the Capitals. He said, it came as a shock. I was training in Seattle and had packed for a 10-day road trip to Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. The West Coast trip has got to be a lot of fun. I would love to do that. And after the first game on the road, they called me late. The coach said our media guy wanted to meet me. I got off and he said, Kyle wants to see you. And then I understood, but it was definitely a shock. Sandine told NHL.com. And you know, the thing of it is, is change is difficult. The Toronto Maple Leafs are considered one of the best teams in the NHL, even though they don't win Stanley Cups on a regular basis. It is still revered as one of the best teams. So it's it was difficult. And of course, change is difficult. He says, yes, of course. I was glad I didn't have a wife and kids or anything, you know, having to move them and put the kids in new schools and things like that. It was definitely shocking, but it was also a lot of fun. Like I said, I had a lot of fun in Washington after I got there. So yes, I can't wait until I get to play there a full season. And one of the things that I had heard on the Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman show, the 32 Thoughts podcast, is he is a very social guy that he can enter into a room and make friends with people almost right away, just really personable. Uh, so I think that those are all things that uh, that bode well for him. And I think you all know people like that in life, that they just come in and you're right, right away, this guy's super friendly. That is the kind of guy that Rasmus Sandin is. He feel, fit in right away with the Capitals, uh, even though he did have a bit of issues when he first came here. The Capitals were playing in Anaheim and he had immigration issues. So he was not able to help out the Capitals right away. But uh, what the snippet that we did see from him, I'm excited. He brings it. Uh, there were a couple gaffes in his defense, but all things considered, uh, I think that he did a really good job. And one of the things he did is he gained the trust of Peter Laviolette, and he even spent a little bit of time on the power play with Alex Ovechkin. It's got to be a pretty big thing. And uh, don't get me wrong, there are some marquee names on the Toronto Maple Leafs. However, playing with Ovi, who I'm going to call the great one, the great eight, that is. Uh, yes, it was different. I mean, I got a good opportunity from the coaches and the teammates, took good care of me. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I wasn't there very long, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to a hopefully long time there now. So life-changing in the regard that he went from Toronto to Washington, you know, and it wasn't like, you know, a, a downgrade, I would say, in anything. It's an upgrade. The Capitals have won a Stanley Cup more recently than the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's not like he got traded in the Coyotes. 
I'm sorry if you're a Coyotes fan listening to this, but in any event, uh, he did pretty good for the Capitals. He played in 19 games, scoring three goals and recording 12 assists for 15 points. Before that, uh, he recorded 16 assists and 20 points overall in 52 games with the Maple Leafs. But he is going to be the guy for the Capitals on the blue line. I know there was a bit of a health scare and injury scare last summer, earlier in the summer, but uh, it seems like everything checked out. Uh, one of the things that I like about it is he is working uh, once again with Spencer Carberry. Of course, we know Spencer Carberry came from Toronto. So sometimes if you can seek familiarity, that's a big thing. He said, I don't really know. There are somewhat reminiscent of, of each other. The times I worked with Carberry in Toronto were during power play meetings and such. He was a very good at getting the best out of each individual and working uh, on us as a unit. So I think he's going to be very good for us. All glowing things. I have not heard one negative thing about Spencer Carberry. This is going to be a fun Capitals team to watch this year. But talking about how he thinks that one of the things is that the Capitals have been together for quite some time. He, he says a lot of things, but I think we have good qualities in the dressing room. The people we have in the dressing room mean a lot to us. The players here are really good. They've played together for a long time. So there's a natural chemistry. We have a lot, a little bit of luck, a lot of belief. And I think we can really make it to the playoffs this year year and that's what i'm talking about there you know anyone that's kind of dismissing this team is someone that is away from the capitals they're people that just look at stats and you know, one of the things that we know is that these experts are wrong so often maybe we need to stop calling them experts uh it's easy to look at spreadsheets and advanced data Sometimes that doesn't mean anything in the world. Uh, if you take a look at uh, what this team brings, I think that they are going to be ready for big things this next year. You just got to have a little faith. There's already people kind of doom and gloom on the Capitals, even within Washington. Um, you know, and, and that's the attitude that I've taken. I, I, you know, there were a lot of question marks for me. You know, I would say a couple of months ago, but I'm starting to to look at the big picture. I'm starting to take a look at a lot of the young guys that are going to be coming here. And again, I don't know what kind of season it's going to be this year. I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, kind of just initial assessment. I'm not going to go ahead and etch their name in the side of the Stanley Cup yet, but I do think they will make it to the playoffs. I really do. And that was one of the things that I talked about in the first segment. That would be the number one thing that defines a successful season for me, for the Capitals, is to make it to the playoffs. I know that's setting the bar kind of low, but it is a big deal since it was a bit of a fall, of, fall from grace this last year. So you as Capitals fans should be pumped up for a really great season. All right, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, Football, and Wizards is right around the corner. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.